All right. Welcome back. Episode six, Purple Haze Podcast. Josh here with uh, my brother, Jake. Jake, how's it going? It's going good, man. Feeling good after a huge, huge win. Little win streak started to feel, feel really good about where we are right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, real quick, uh, just at the start, we're going to try and make it a habit of doing this. We're not too good at it yet, but we want to shout out our social media pages. We've been getting a little bit more interactions with the players, recruits, fans of, of the Pirates. So it's been awesome. Um, at Purple Haze Pod on Twitter and at Purple Haze Podcast on Instagram. Give us a follow, follow you back. And uh, yeah, it's just been fun. Um, really stoked to be on there and, you know, getting to interact with people and, you know, maybe getting a few more listeners. So um, also wanted to say we'll get, you know, to this later, but uh, welcoming in on this podcast, uh, we'll be welcoming in um, a basketball segment. Um, you know, we're not just a football podcast. Uh, you know, we're uh, ECU sports podcast. So um, now that it's basketball season, we'll uh, be talking about that. You know, we'll probably move it around. But today it's at the end of the podcast. We're going to be doing football um, for the majority of it. But just wanted to go ahead and give that heads up that uh, at the end of the podcast, that's what we'll be talking about. So, yeah, man, let's uh, why why waste any time, man? Uh, let's yeah. get let's get right into it let's talk about what we uh what we were really hoping for and then after the game what we said would be uh the funnest thing to talk about on the podcast let's talk about the memphis game man huge 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 win in memphis uh puts ecu at six and four um on the season that that makes us bowl eligible and um yeah I, I, on top of the world after that one yeah i mean how can you not how can you not feel great after a win like that, being ball eligible for the first time in seven years. Um, and it just feels – it feels – I can't even really explain it because, I mean, me and you both, um, most of Pirate Nation, uh, when, when we hired Mike Houston, we really bought in. We knew that he was the guy and that it was going to take a little bit of time. Um, and, and, and we've been going through this rebuild, and then three years into his tenure, we're already it's, – it's really nice to see uh, ECU football going back to where it should be and where it used to be. Yeah, and we hope to where it'll stay. And that's uh, a that's a that's a good win against a good team. Yeah, on the road. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, because for the first time since 2014, and yeah, and I think you're getting ready to say what I was about to say. So I'll let you go ahead and say why it was such a huge win um, to earn the bowl game. I mean, Memphis doesn't lose um, at home, especially especially in November. Uh, I think they're what thirty and three in their last thirty three home games. Yeah, they had won seventeen in a row at home in November or something like that. Yeah, it, I think yeah, it was a crazy amount. They won thirteen straight conference home games. Yeah, which is ridiculous. I mean, that's two years worth. Yeah, so they don't lose at home. That's a yeah. That's a that's a big win. Tough win to get on the road. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and for us, and just to reiterate what it meant for ECU, I mean, goodness gracious, man. That I, my Last time we were at a bowl game was my freshman year. I've said that on the podcast before. Um, Shane Carden, quarterback. Mm. Uh, Justin Hardy, you know, uh, Breon Allen, all those guys. Zay, and, Zay Jones was still yep. known by Isaiah Jones. <laughs> exactly. That's how long ago <laughs> it was. It was Isaiah Jones, not Zay. And Zeke Bigger. I mean, that. Yeah, squad big, big Terry Williams. Yep. But, um, <laughs> Brianna. Man, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that was the last time 
we went to a bowl game, man. It feels like forever because not only have we not been to a bowl game since then, but it's just been agonizing year after year. And the Mon- Scotty Montgomery era was awful. Yeah. Uh, you know, but now we're back. And I mean, it, we've been saying it feels like we're getting ready to turn that corner and it feels like, we, you know, we're not there yet. Mike, will be, Mike Houston will be the first one to tell you, but it feels like we turned the corner and a bowl. What, a, what better way than to beat a team like Memphis that was coming off a big win over a ranked opponent at home yeah. against a team that doesn't lose at home in overtime on the last play of the game. I mean, that was just – that felt like the perfect period to finish the last chapter of VCU football and turn the page onto the next one. So that's how I feel about it. I'm sure I could tell by the um, reaction by the fan base. Uh, that's how everybody felt about it. And, and this – no school – and fan base in town deserves it more than the um, those of the ECU Pirates. So just wanted to really reiterate that and how awesome it was. Um, and the game itself was pretty wild. Uh, starting, starting with the offense, man. Um, let's start with the, let's start with the QB. Um, Holton, Holton had a solid game. He had, a, yeah. he, he, had a solid day pro football focus wise. Um, he had, you know, he had the two, two rough passes, um, both bad decisions that um, resulted in turnovers, but he kept the team in it. He kept his head in it. Like he always does after the first one, let us down and responded with a touchdown drive. So um, yeah. How do you, how did you feel about Holden's performance? I think, I think Holden played really well. Like you said, uh, the two interceptions, they were, they're bad, bad decisions, but Holden, he stays level-headed. Um, he's always going to um, – no, no moment's too big for him. We've said that on the podcast before, um, and, and he stayed confident, and he played his game. He ran the ball um, a lot. He ran the ball well. He, he got a touchdown with his legs there, um, and he, he completely laid out one of Memphis's linebackers on the first drive of the game. Um, so <laughs> that, was, that was awesome to see. But I think Holden played great. Uh, he stayed composed. Um, I really like what I saw. Yeah. He's man. When he, we, we said it before and it's just showing itself now when he's confidently making decisions, whether to run or throw and, yeah. and it has that aspect of his game. And he is just so dynamic. You hear opposing coaches talking about it and you see teams struggling with it. I mean, gosh, is he good when he's running the ball? So yep. that's been huge for our offense. Um, but, yeah, solid game for Holden. That final drive um, in regulation was so beautiful by him. So he didn't make a bad decision on that drive. Led us all the way down to the score. Um, and, yeah, man, I mean, he – I think he was – let's see. Yeah, oh, yeah, on the, on the last drive he um, converted on four third downs, one fourth down, and he was four or five – uh, with 42 total yards. So, I mean, l- literally carry, I mean, you know, and there was, there was other people involved, but led that drive um, and, and led us down the field to score to where we were yeah. able to rely on our defense to at least hold them to a field goal and force overtime. So, um, yeah, Holton in, in true Holton fashion, uh, whether he takes his lumps throughout the game, at the end of the game, he's as reliable as anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, Keaton Mitchell, our guy, 
Yeah. <laughs> He's out. Best running back in the conference. Um, what was that? <laughs> it was on something, something on my computer started playing. It was no, an ad on ESPN. I was I was confused for a second. You pulling out the box was... score? <laughs> yeah. I was, trying <laughs> I was to... wondering if it was my phone. I was like, what I was trying to see how I was trying to see how many yards yards he had. Oh, I got you. Um keep Mitchell 121 total yards. Um and the touchdown in overtime, that would be the game winning touchdown. I yeah. mean, you want to, you can't even be surprised. I mean, what do you, yeah, have? I mean, it, at this point, he just does it every week. It's, uh, you come to expect it, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's just under, he's fully expected and, and he will, um, another prediction, barring injury, um, which is unpredictable. Um, and you hope it won't happen, but he, he will pass a thousand yards on the season this upcoming game against Navy and man that's awesome man haven't had that since what Ventavious Cooper yeah the last thousand yard rusher he was yeah good. yeah no yeah he was and it's also crazy that Keaton's gonna pass a thousand yards like you said obviously barring any injuries but um he's not even leading our team in rushing attempts I was about to say he's <laughs> it's crazy he's like what what he's doing is not normal um it's it's ridiculous. He's he's so good, so freaking good. And and him and Rajay, Keaton's yeah. definitely gotten the more of the glory this year. But we say it every podcast, and we're gonna keep saying it. They are both equally important to each other. Yeah, I mean those he's... two guys are they're so different, but they're so consistent and good. And Donnie, I think, really has a good grip on when to use which one. Yeah, um, to give him credit for that, and they have just been fun to watch. Hey, Raji, three and a half yards per carry, 70 yards and a touchdown, too. And he had a touchdown down the goal line, which was the one to put us ahead in um, at the towards the end of regulation. And we had been struggling. Yeah. Point. Yeah. It was, so, yeah. That was, that was tough all day. Um, huge. Yeah. Huge performance. Yeah, running back. When, when you, when you just look at the yards per carry, obviously Raj isn't going to get as much love, but he's like, like we say all the time, he's, he's such a special running back. Um, He's so good. It, it reminds me, and it's it's not quite the same situation because I we're we're better team than they are comparably to their league. But it's like I'm I'm a Rams fan. Uh, for those who don't know who are listening, it's it's like when we had Todd Gurley at first. Um, and he was he was ridiculous, but he was getting hit in the backfield, and his yards per carry weren't high. Um, it wasn't that his skill wasn't there; that he wasn't good. It's just. Yard, yards for carry is just one stat, is what I'm trying to say. And Rogers, yeah, you got to watch these guys, yeah, especially in an offense ridiculous. that runs the ball so much. Yeah, um, with the, yeah, you know, with an O line that has definitely grown as the season goes on, but is young yeah. in some some parts, and um, you know, yeah, it's been super impressive. And adding Holton as a rusher, I mean, my goodness, we're, we we're gonna. Keeping us under 150 yards rushing is going to be tough, <laughs> yeah. um, which is crazy. And I guess that makes Houston a happy man because that's exactly what he wanted to do when he came here. <laughs> he not a rushing football team when he came here. So. Not at all. Um, but, yeah, shout out to Keaton, 121 total yards on the day, 81 rushing, uh, 40 receiving. Almost almost broke. Um, I think it was on that pass. That was that technically was a pass, right? That he that he caught. I think so. Where he almost broke, he got tripped up. Last guy. Yeah, got him. I think I think so. It was close. It was one of our little halfback kind of bootlegs, but yeah. Anyway, great, um, great day from Keaton Sneed. We said he needed to do it. We said we needed a game where 
you know, he was just a constant thorn in the defensive side. We said it on the podcast, I'm pretty sure, and I know um, we tweeted it before the game, and just like that, 13 catches, 113 yards. Um, I mean, biggest day of the season uh, as far as just the importance that, you know, the important role he played in getting the win today or today, this week. Yeah. Um, he had three third down conversions and um, our fourth down conversion went to him too. So not only did he catch 13 balls for 113 yards, but key receptions, um, just an awesome day for Snead. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it was really nice to see Snead get that because we all, we all know how talented he is. Um, and it's, it's uh we haven't really he hasn't had that breakout game until now this year um but it's it's we're in a good spot with our receivers I feel like we have four four um receiving threats that you if you if you try to double team one or just plan for one uh one of them will expose you every week and it's kind of been nice there's I feel like there's been a different receiver or tight end every every single week that's kind of broken out and gotten gotten that that big game and this it was nice that uh Snead got his against Memphis that was nice to see yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was perfect timing. It really was. I mean, we've been saying it, look, these um, teams are going to, they came into this year after last year with a focus defenses on, on taking away Tyler Sneed and forced Holton throughout the first half of the season to adapt. And once those other targets develop, uh, one we'll get to next, uh, you know, obviously you can't give Snead but so much attention, and then that's when he'll really hurt you. Uh, he's yeah. just got he's a perfect slot receiver, such a knack for getting open. He's so good with the ball in his hands after the catch. Um, so reliable. So just uh, a huge part of the win and a huge part of the offense, and it was great to see it for him. Um, another one of the targets, one that we were talking about, that developed uh, throughout the year, Ryan Jones, my guy. Mm-hmm. guy I love I'm so happy to see him being a focal point in the offense because not only is it huge to have a tight end be a focal point in an offense and how huge that is for a QB and how hard that is for defenses, but that guy is – he is a freak, man. He's yeah. so good. He's so – yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever watched an ECU player um, that was as athletic as Ryan Jones. I mean, yeah. goodness gracious. He, he's just – he's so big, but he does he moves like he's – 30 pounds lighter than he is and uh he's got such good hands and he's just a gamer man and huge day um and you see his catches four catches for 70 yards but man when you when you look at it it wasn't one you know it wasn't one big 50 yard catch he had catches for 26 19 and 22 yards so i mean just three uh i don't even know three crushing blows to the defense to give up yeah um you know, to give up to a tight end three separate 20-plus yard catches. So, um, that's just huge. He had the one fantastic catch that set us up at the two. I think it was unfortunately one of our failed red zone attempts where it ended up in a field goal. But still, I mean, I, I love Ryan Jones, man. Yeah, no, he's special. He's he's really good. It's uh, it, when, when, when we first had um, got him to transfer to ECU, I was looking at him and I was reading – uh, saying that he could play tight end and receiver, and I was looking at his size, and I was like, "There's, there's no way." I was like, I would, "There's yeah. no way someone with that size can do it." Um, and I, I think he's one of the. He's just there's there's probably only a few people who can do that with his size, and he's one of them. I mean, he's special, and I am so happy he's coming back. <laughs> yeah. Oh Jeez. my goodness, it's gonna Jeez. be fun. Um, 
Audi had had a tougher day. Um, had two catches for 35 yards. He had one where he made a just a mistake on his route, um, turned the wrong shoulder on that fade route. Holton actually threw a beautiful ball into the end zone, and, and Audi, um, you know, he turned his shoulders the wrong way, then tried to readjust, and the ball just yeah. uh, he he couldn't he couldn't catch up to it um, once he had done that. But nonetheless. Um, Still had a nice 19-yard reception and uh, another one that I think was about 15 yards. So just a, a, another day where we uh, spread the ball out. And I know Tyler had 13 catches, but still uh, had, what, six other guys get catches in the game. So um, yeah. keep the defense on their toes. And it, and it worked um, for the most part anyways. 502 total yards on the day. Um which is awesome. 313 yeah. passing, 189 rushing. I mean, if you hear those stats and then you're like, yeah, we only had 30 points, you'd be shocked. Yeah. Uh, which we'll get to. Um, but yeah, as far as um, not counting getting to the end zone, that was about as dominant as I've seen our offense be um, this season. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, you could say maybe Temple too, but. Yeah, well, considering our yeah. opponent. Yeah, I was about to say Memphis and Temple are in completely different, completely different Which leagues. Which is funny because Temple beat them earlier, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it doesn't make you know it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. That's like a, weird. Yeah, that math doesn't add up. But yeah, I it was nice. It was nice to see us kind of dominate, even though we weren't scoring. That was a little frustrating. Uh, but I I believe we've outgained every every opponent in conference play this year. Um, so just just more more of the same there. Um, it's, it's becoming, um, it's becoming like the habit's not the word, but it's becoming something you expect, um, our offense to come out and play well. Um, and, and as we, you know, continue to grow, I mean, continue to mature, those points are going to come. Um, but yeah, it was, that was a little tough, but uh, it was nice to see us go in against a good team on the road and, uh, and still play our game and get, get, uh, get yards holding through for over 300 yards. And we ran for almost 200 yards. So. I got no problems with the way we played. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're uh, Another thing is uh, the thorn in the offensive side, even more so than scoring in the red zone this year, coming into this game was third downs. Yeah. Um, some of it yeah, was, it was a bit overplayed because we are a team that goes for a lot of fourth downs, um, especially with the kicker situation that we've had. Um, so we do run Donnie and I like it that he does this. Donnie runs a lot of plays on third down to make it a fourth and really short. Yeah. Um, but still we have not been good on third downs this season and we went 18 and 26 uh, yeah. against Memphis. That was huge. It was a big, big step, I think for, uh, for this team in this offense. Um, 42 minutes, almost 43 minutes time possession, which is absurd yeah, it's unheard of <laughs> yeah um and a quick shout out to daffer three three on field goals i know he didn't kick a long one but three three on extra points look man that's all we need from you i mean that was we the, we know it'll the comfort from distance will come we know he's yeah. talented um but a day like today where he or god i keep saying today i just haven't, <laughs> I haven't left saturday that's how no that's how yeah I, yeah <laughs> i'm floating till the next <laughs> yeah but um a day like that uh, where a freshman kicker just does what he needs to do, does what's asked of him, doesn't make any mistakes. Um, that's huge. That was huge for him. And I know you you probably want to give him a shout-out because he's your boy. Yeah. Yeah, I like uh, – you know, I think Owen Daffer is really talented. I kicked in high school, and I kicked at a, 
uh, competition or a specialist camp actually at ECU. Uh, he probably doesn't remember me because I wasn't that good, but he was the best one there. So I obviously remember him um, and he, he's super talented. I wanted uh, to see him kick that 45 yarder. But like you said, um, kicking is really mental. It comes with time. He's definitely got the leg for it. Um, and, and yeah, just being patient with him is kind of the key there. I know he's going to be really good. Um, but yeah, he didn't make any mistakes. He made everything that they asked him to kick. So, so he needed every point. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Um, yeah, um, still, still super, super inefficient in the red zone. Um, will not say it was a perfect game. It wasn't. Um, you kind of knew it wasn't going to be a perfect game. Um, that kind of game you just want to win. Um, yeah. So I'm not, I'm not being negative. Um, I'm just saying I'm not saying anything that Mike Houston hasn't said. Um, Got to be better in the red zone. Uh, like you said, we've out. If that's true, I haven't checked that, but I don't have a hard time believing it at all. If we've outgained all of our opponents in conference, um, you want to win most most games where you outgain your opponent, especially if you outgain them the way that we did Memphis and we did win. But you would like to see us deliver um, more points in the red zone, especially more points inside the ten yard line. Got to get better. Um, but also, you got to look. This team is. If there's one thing they've proven to us this year. It's that when there is a flaw with this young team, they they genuinely grow. I mean, I listened to our podcast, Jake. I didn't tell you this, but I listened to our first podcast today, the first yeah. half of it. I just wanted to go back and see where we are. We, we did our first podcast after week four. So after non-conference play, we were two and two and really didn't look good, barring one quarter against Marshall. And um, – just the, the issues that we were bringing up with the team and the way that they've grown since then. I mean, yeah. I was just, I was just smiling saying, man, you don't even know. And, and <laughs> we said in that podcast that we had a lot of talent on the team and a lot of room to growth and that we believed in Mike Houston. So it's not like we are, have flipped the script. Yeah. Um, it's just, man, we, we wouldn't, who could have, who could have predicted coming into conference and rattling off a four and two record and the two games losing to UCF and Houston being games that we really could have should have won you know yeah i mean that was just something that was uh that was really awesome um so yeah but my point is that you gotta think that that's something that mike houston and donnie know and gotta be something that they're going to be working tirelessly on as the next step you saw him um shore up the third down issue um this week, you saw you've seen the line improve um, throughout the season. You've seen us be more consistent um, in, in the past game with our receivers, and uh, you got to think that that's probably the next step, wouldn't you say? Yeah, no, I, I think so. I think, like you said, um, this is a great coaching staff. Uh, they they are good at attack, identifying their problems and attacking them. And um, yeah, that's just that's just another issue that with with a young team, uh, it takes a little bit of time. Uh, it takes a little bit of, you know, addressing it and, and figuring out the ways to fix it. But I, I don't think we're far off from fixing that just based on, like you said, we fixed pretty much or not, not pretty much every problem, but we fixed a lot of the issues that were really pressing early on in the season. So I'm not really, it, it, it is a little frustrating at times, but I'm not definitely not really worried about it for the future. Yeah. Let's move on to uh, defense, how they perform. That's the, that's the heartbeat of this team. And uh, 
let's uh you the best way to talk about um a defense's performance is to talk about players on the offense's performance um hennigan what'd you think mm-hmm. jake what'd you think of uh how they how they handled him i think they did a great job um i think i think hennigan is so good i think he's going to be playing on sundays one day um and and they did a great job of of making him uh or taking him kind of out of his game um you know like you we, we were texting about it uh, during the game, they're making him throw a lot of short routes, throw underneath, um, and he he looked a, a bit uncomfortable. He did run for a little bit um, on some scrambles, uh, but but I think um, thirty three yards, making him throw a pick. Uh, you know, I, I think we did exactly what we needed to do with a really skilled quarterback. Yeah, um, yeah, held him like you said, two hundred thirty three yards. That's second lowest in the conference this year, only behind Navy. Um, Oddly enough, but Navy also you got to consider one, Navy's not a bad defensive team, but two, um, their style of play uh, really limits an offense's opportunity. So it's not surprising to see Navy hold him to his lowest conference total on the year. But yeah, second, second lowest passing total for him um, and in the conference this year. Um, that was something that we um, echoed repeatedly on the last podcast, talking about him, talking about how you needed to make his life tough um, and give him stuff he hadn't seen. And now I will say this, and what do you know, Blake Harrell smarter than us who could have guessed it, but we said that uh, we were going to have to have to go blitz heavy and it was going to be a, a, an aggressive day from Blake Harrell. And I think that's probably what Memphis was expecting and probably what they prepared for. And um, early on, that's what we did. And we got burned. We got burned. Yeah. Um, we brought, uh, seven on the um, mm. brought seven on the first touchdown and seven on the second touchdown also that he threw. Yeah, um, and then we we really we uh, it, it, just from the eye test looked like it was the least amount of pressure we brought all day and forced him to play underneath um, a lot of the game. I mean, you take away those two big gains and um, you know he's he he did nothing. You know, he yeah. didn't do anything on the day in a shuttle pass TD from the one yard line and threw a pick. So, you know, and you can't take those away from him. But, um, yeah. you know, the fact that Harold is um, smart enough and um, humble enough to completely shift game plan after, you know, coming in and it's not working right off the bat. And it really, really gave them fits and him fits all day. I mean, he was he was thrown into coverage a lot. He was dumping off. Like you said, he ran for 61 yards, which has got to be the most he has on the year. Because yeah, it definitely is. Because I think he's only got 111 rushing yards this season. So yeah, um, which is fine. That's what you want him to do. That's yeah, what you, <laughs> yeah. You're coming much... in and you're like, what's he going to hurt you most with? And it's like, you know, a big part of the day is going to be he's going to run it almost as many times as he completes it. And it's like, yeah, yeah we'll take I'd, that from Hennigan. I'd much rather have Hennigan running the ball than throwing it. That's for, that's for sure. Yeah, wow. uh, against a good offense, you can't. You, you, you can't expect to come in and completely hold them to nothing. But the fact that you made a really good young quarterback who was playing well completely changed the way he plays. Uh, it's just another masterpiece from Harrell, in my opinion. Yeah. No, yeah. Blake Harrell, um, he's, he's, a, he's ridiculous. Uh, there, there needs to be a new word uh, to, to explain how he, how he is. Because I feel like every, every week he just adds another layer uh, to his defense. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really glad to have him. Hope we have him for a while. Um, 
but he's he's going to be a great head coach one day. Hopefully, that's in the future, unless he gets a great opportunity. I don't want to don't want to hate on him, but I'm definitely definitely love having him here at ECU because um, he's so good, man. <laughs> like I I don't. It's so weird because the style of football that we're playing now is not what I watched ECU play growing up at all. Not at all. I mean, it's been a long time. Like the, the, what I think of when I think of ECU is when we beat. UNC 70 to 41 like just yeah. you know you're, you're gonna give up some point and, and they did score some points in garbage time that's not really the point of that but you're gonna give up points just score more um that's kind of what I what I think of when I think ECU and now it's kind of the opposite um it's a you know run heavy uh really stout defense and and, and I wouldn't I won't say just get enough points to win because I think we have a good offense too but uh, it's just a completely different style that they brought in yeah and we said it. We said it coming into uh, the week um, that we weren't, you know, we weren't really buying uh, the high yards per carry total that Memphis's running backs had. Yeah, um, and that we didn't think their running game was that dangerous. Um, I also thought it was going to be uh, they were going to have to break big, big ones to get uh, their yard totals up because I thought we were going to be bringing a ton of pressure. That's not the case. Um, we were right about the running backs not being a threat. They were com- pretty much non-existent. I mean, I yeah. think, you know, they had a, a touchdown run from inside the five. And then outside of that, um, you know, they had 108 total rushing yards. Seth Hennigan had 61 of them. So, I mean, yeah, uh, I think they ran the ball like a, 11, 12 times maybe with running backs. So, I mean, um, one, patting ourselves on the back for uh, that prediction there but two um <laughs> how good did our front play the fact that we didn't bring pressure for a lot of the day and they just completely shut down the run game i mean shout out to those guys i thought it was their best game on the year yeah no i completely agree i mean pretty much everyone on the front and shout out to elijah morris um oh that's was, my guy yeah yeah he's a, he's a beast uh he, he didn't have his best game of the year but he played well i thought um, and he was, he's been playing hurt for most of the year. He's had some nagging injuries and he, he held it down. Um, some other guys, Hickman played really well. I thought, um, and Ware played good coming off the end. I, I, I think, I mean, I could go, you know, say everyone's name, but I, I think like you said, as a unit, I think up front, they all played really well. So yeah, yeah that was good to you, see. I think we only had a, I think Hickman had a sack and that was the only one on the day, but how, what are you going to do when he's, when it's just five yard dump offs? I mean, that's literally yeah. what we. Wanted to do, yeah. and it, the defensive line executed perfectly. It was beautiful. Um, like we said, two busted, two busted plays, and I think mostly, I think we had a missed assignment on the first one. But um, you know that's going to happen when you're bringing a lot of pressure. Um, yeah. But the fact that we were able to kind of get away from what we had done most of the year and show that, look, I mean, maybe you guys think that pressure has been our identity, but we we're talented, man, and we yeah. can just line up. And force you to hey beat us, beat our secondary, beat our D line. We're only rushing four. We're only rushing three, and they couldn't do it. Um, for you know, so I, I yeah, can't say enough about those guys. I thought it was really the best complete performance on the season from a really really young group of guys, and it was awesome to see. Yeah, um, and we needed it. Yeah, um, Calvin Austin. Big yeah. X factor coming in the game that we said, man, it's gonna be big. You you can look at his stat totals at the end of the game, and you'll you'll probably know if you won or lost. Two catches, thirty-seven yards, basically non-existent. Another just that was everyone, you know. That was yeah. that was everyone. A lot of different guys guarded him. Um, 
But man, another shout out to to the defense and to Blake Carroll for that one because he is a, he is scary. Yeah, yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's so good. He's so talented, and um, you know, McMillan. We were questioning whether he'd be able to go. He didn't practice all week, uh, from what I was reading, but he did play. I thought he played well, especially given the circumstances. But that, like you said, that was definitely a group effort. Um, everyone was kind of holding him down, and to hold a receiver like Calvin Austin at 37 yards on two catches, just I mean, if you do that and you don't win the game, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. you don't win the game if you hold hold someone like him to like that those stats. Yeah, that was awesome. That was huge. Yeah. I mean, you just really didn't. I mean, the two times you heard his name, and you saw him. You know, he was. You could just tell how electric he was, especially yeah. the ball yeah. in his hands. So, the yeah. fact that we didn't let the ball get in his hands much really, really helped. Like we said, we just made Hennigan play a style that he had not played all year, and that mm-hmm. is what you want to do as a defense. So, another shout out to that great Pirates defense. Um, hey, uh, how about Ramsier? <laughs> Did you see his? Pro football focus. Yeah. Right? He only on limited Elite. snaps, and the um, he only played how many snaps did he play? Twelve. He played twelve. He, he had six total tackles. Yeah. <laughs> what it's, in the world, man? I don't know, man. Yeah, is he is he back to full health yet? I don't, dude. I don't know. I've been trying to figure that out. Expect him to get more snaps than that. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking because he every it seems like every time he plays, he's at the top of the you know pro football focus grades, but he um. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I kind of if he is healthy and he's not playing, I don't I don't understand it. That's for sure. Yeah, um, he's a stud. He's, he's really so good. good. Does he have he's eligibility? So I know he's a senior. Does he have eligibility? I think, left? I think this year? is last year. Last year, okay. I think I think so. Well, it's a bummer that he's. If it is, it's a bummer that he's got injuries. But when he's in, talk about making the most of it. My, yeah, my yeah he's a playmaker on defense. Um, and another guy who we've seen struggle in the past that this season, especially as conference plays have gone on, has just really cemented himself next to McMillan to, to form a dominant pair of cornerbacks. Malik Fleming, man. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. has he been good. He's Yeah, he's been consistently, as the seasons went on, you see him moving up the PFF grades, uh, moving up the ranks there. He's, he's someone you can definitely count on week in and week out to give you a good performance. And he does well. Um, he does great against the pass, but he does well against the rush too. Um, he's he's definitely a complete corner. Um, you know, he I think he had what three targets on the day, and he gave up zero receptions. So he's super freaking good. He's yeah. really talented. Yeah, another pick for McMillan. That's yeah. that's like when we talk about Keaton breaking a big one. At you know what else? Yeah, is it's just, yeah. You just expect. Can't wait! Can't wait to see what the hope he's. You know, can't wait to see what team he's on uh, when he when he goes to the next level. Yeah, um, <laughs> he yeah he's fantastic. Uh, also, also had three solo tackles. So good, another another good game for McMillan. But that's not um, yeah, that's to anyone surprised. Uh, weekly McMillan shout out. Um, let's see, what do I got here? Oh yeah, uh, total defensive numbers um, from what we uh, what looked to be a really well rounded defensive performance against a really good offense. Held Memphis three hundred forty one total <laughs> yards, uh, two hundred thirty three passing, which is impressive. Uh, 108 rushing, like we said, most of that was um, off Hennigan, um, just doing all he can to, you know, deal with a, a defense that took away his game. Um, but uh, just a really impressive performance. They were four of 11 on third down, 
um, only had the ball for 17 minutes. That kind of goes with for the offense, but it all, that go that that stat goes both ways. Offense yeah. staying on the field, defense getting off the field. Um, so just a beautiful performance from the defense. A beautifully called game from Blake Harrell. Um, I'm assuming you share that thought. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, you said everything that I was thinking. Um, just uh, this is obviously we would have liked to score a little bit more points, but I think just from a you know looking at the game as a whole, uh, this was definitely one of our more complete performances against a really good Memphis team um, that's been playing pretty decent lately. So, yeah, that was to go, yeah. yeah to go back to go back as we wrap up the um, the ECU Memphis game. As much as I don't want to wrap it up, and I just want to keep talking about it, I've watched yeah. the highlights a hundred times. I thought yes. about going back and watching the game again. It's on ESPN Plus. Um, but just so happy for Holton, man. I mean, yeah. we need to just give him look. He he's we've even been you know critical earlier on in the year, um, and I think some of it's fair. Um, yeah. I, I think it's good. Some people take it the wrong way when a fan base is critical. Look, man, that's ECU. You look the same fan base that's that's critical. It's because they love winning. Uh, yeah. It's the same fan base that'll be lit at the airport, um, hundreds right. feet waiting for you to get back. You know that's you want engagement. Yeah. Um, and and Holton knows that he loves it. He is Greenville. You know Holton Holton has stuck through this team when he could have transferred and gone to anywhere. He could have gone anywhere in the first place. Uh, he came to ECU when he knew the situation he was coming into. Um, and I am so happy to see him being able to lead a team to a bowl game um, and to see how happy he was post-game. Uh, yeah. Him and Mike Houston. Him and, dude, that, 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 was, was awesome. that was so awesome to see him and Mike Houston embracing there. How can you not love that? Mike Houston yeah. tearing up, talking about, you know, nobody wants it more than him. Nobody wants it more than the players. Mike Houston said that, and it's true. And, yeah. uh Man, that was just like I said. It like I said earlier, it felt like you were ending a chapter of ECU and starting the next one with mm-hmm. this game, and just to it's, their reactions at the end really finalized that thought. I think. Yeah, uh, no, yeah, I, yeah. I completely agree. That was that was awesome. It was awesome to see Mike Houston get fired up, um, and also, <laughs> I was at the basketball game against Western Carolina, and they had a promo uh, that Mike Houston and his wife did for the. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know if I'm sure it's on the internet. But they did a promo for like the Cincinnati game to like telling fans to come out, and I thought it was really cool because they they were still on the Memphis field. You you could see the Memphis like stadium in the background, <laughs> and they're cutting a promo for the Cincy game. So that was, that was just kind of funny to see. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So happy <laughs> for those guys. So happy for this team. And you know what, Jake? We're going bowling, man. Yeah, we're going bowling. Dude, finally, uh, man. long time coming. And hopefully it won't be – it'll be a long time before we have to know what it feels like to not go again. Um, let's get into that. Another A new segment. It's finally not us just talk, breaking down the past game and, and talking about the next one. We got new segments now. Yeah. Possible bowl games. Let's get yeah. into it, man. You and me – now, me and Jake differ a little bit on this. So, I know we agree. Me and Jake think alike a lot with EC football. But we, we have, you know, not anything crazy. You can't argue with so much about bowl games. But um, – we have some different opinions. Um, let's get into possible bowl games, um, Jake. If I don't, if I don't mention one that you've seen, I tried to look and read a bunch of different articles to see what the projections are for them, and I, I conjured up six bowl games that I think 
it's very likely we'll get one of. There's no way to know. Obviously, still got two games left um, that'll weigh heavy on it. But shoot, technically, we're not out of the conference championship yet. So um, yeah, yeah. Uh, first one, I'm gonna just go through, um, and we'll go. We'll take it one by one. The uh, Cure Bowl, Orlando, Florida, December seventeenth versus it's a uh, it's versus the Sun Belt. Yeah. Um, what do you what are your thoughts on that one? Um, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not in the position where I can turn my nose up to any bowl game. <laughs> um, so, uh, but I would. That's one that is not super high on my list. I wouldn't necessarily want to be playing it that early. Um, I'd rather be playing after Christmas, um, if possible. Um, and I, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I'd rather have a game against an ACC or an SEC opponent uh, than a, you know, a group of five opponent. But um, there is some good teams in the Sun Belt. There's some intriguing matchups there. So, uh, yeah, it could be. I mean, it could be interesting. What do you think? Yeah, I like it. Um, I like our guys playing in Florida. You know me. I'm yeah. big with the weather. That's I'm true. I'm bigger with the weather than Jake. I like our guys. We're a, su- we're a south, uh, southern team. We like playing in the hot, humidity. Um, I like I like the idea of playing in Florida. Um, yeah, I would like to, I would like a game after Christmas, um, that's more in the thick of it, uh, thick of bowl games, but that game is on a Friday. I will yeah. say. No, I mean, I, I'd be there. So that, so that is, <laughs> yeah. So that's, so that's a plus. That's probably the most schedule friendly game and it's a week before Christmas. So, you know, um, yeah. people probably shouldn't have plans at that point, unless you're, you know, a, a crazy Christmas person, you take like three weeks off. I don't have that luxury, but. I got a, I got finals that week, uh, but, but but this is more important. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, priorities. Yeah. So that would be cool. Uh, I don't remember who they. I think whenever, I I think yeah, that one day that from that I don't I don't have the sites with me. Um, I don't think we're big enough to where we need to give the sites a plug. But um, that one I think was against Coastal was the projection. So I like the matchup there. Um, Yeah, I think we we match up really well with Coastal. Yeah, I like that, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of with you. That's not really one of my top choices. Um, next one, this one I'm mixed feeling for because I would be really happy for the guys. Yeah, you know? yeah. But um, the next one, and you know it is the Hawaii Bowl, um, Honolulu. Uh, it's got to be the funnest freaking bowl game to play in. I goodness, yeah. you get to go to Hawaii. Yeah, um, that'd be awesome for the guys. Definitely don't have to worry about cold weather. Um, that's on Christmas Eve, which is cool. That's cool. Um, you know, but, uh, and it would be against the mountain West and I believe that one was Utah state. That's, that's, that's some of what I've seen. seen, I mean, I've seen a few different, you know, it changes. Yeah. There's a million. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen Utah state in that one a lot against us. I'd be lying if I told you I watched a lot of Utah state games, but I'm still, I still (laughs) probably feel good about that matchup. Um, Yeah. Anybody outside of Boise State in the Mountain West, I wouldn't have too much worries about. No offense, but nobody from no, nobody yeah. that's a Mountain West fan is listening to this anyway. Yeah. If you are, you're a weirdo. Well, <laughs> yeah. But thank you. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. <laughs> but yeah, Follow us uh, on that, Instagram. <laughs> yeah, all right. I didn't know about that. Um, I mean, uh, I think the players are really excited about it. I saw um, that like Holt Naylor's would like something uh, after we were bowl eligible about the Hawaii bowl. So I know they'd be excited about it. Um, it'd be expensive to send everybody there um, for, for ECU, but that's not something that we have to worry about. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they would be excited. That'd be a fun, fun to watch. Um, you know, there's some good teams in the mountain West, so there could, there could be some potentially good matchups, but um, that's, that, that's, 
that's the one bowl that I've been looking at. Um, and, and this is just selfish reasons, but uh, that I definitely can't go to. <laughs> yeah, so, no, I mean, I but, but, but put, putting fair. that aside, that would be, that would be really cool. And like you said, um, you know, keeping the boys in uh, some warm weather would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. Couldn't no. go, but I wouldn't hate it. Yeah. Next one. This is where me and Jake differ. And I think both opinions are valid. Um, Fenway Bowl. Boston, Massachusetts, December 29th versus an ACC opponent. And this one that I pulled, I pulled one. Well, we can do both. Um, this one that I pulled was Louisville. I've also seen Boston College. How are you feeling about that one? Um, I feel I know. I, you know how I feel about the Fenway Bowl. I love, I love that. Um, Boston's awesome. Yeah, Boston's a great city. I have family. Me and Josh have family like two hours outside, so I have somewhere to stay and not have to worry about buying a hotel. Um, I've also seen UVA um, projected for that against us, which which is an intriguing matchup. Um, and I, like I don't, I haven't seen it anywhere, but I'd really like to see in, in one of the, either the military or the Fenway Bowl, um, ECU versus UNC. Just somebody talking about it because um, they won't schedule us anymore because we beat them three times in a row. Uh, <laughs> but I won't, I won't talk about that too much. I'll just talk about what what's been projected. But. You know, Louisville um, or Boston College or UVA, those are all yeah, good Yeah, you matchups. can't really project um, UNC to go when they haven't won enough games. That's true. <laughs> that's true. They got a, they got a big test, uh, you know. Bro. They got a big they got a big test uh, against uh, Wofford. Wofford? I don't know how to pronounce it, but they're, they're, playing, they're, <laughs> playing FCS, they're playing FCS schools in their 11th game of the season, you know, yeah, trying to get bowl eligible. So. Um, but, no, yeah, Fenway Bowl would be sick. Uh, I would definitely be able to go to that one. Um, but – I, I just I, I want I want to play a big school and that would give us an opportunity. So yeah, how how do you feel about the Fenway Bowl? Yeah, I like it from that perspective. I would love to see how we test up with this young team um, against Louisville. I would hate, and I repeat, hate if we got that bowl and it was against Boston College. I would hate that. Yeah, bowl. that would. Yeah. I don't like the idea of us playing in. I mean, dude, December 29th in Boston is going to be freezing. There'll probably be snow on the ground. No, it's going to be These cold. These kids on our team have never played in that. Probably barring, what, two of them? I mean, it, yeah. it, and, and I mean, you want to talk about going into enemy territory. I would hate that matchup. I'd like it more if it was Louisville. Um, but I don't love – I don't love it. I don't love the Fenway Bowl. Um, yeah. I don't love the Fenway Bowl for us. I love playing an ACC opponent. I don't think the ACC is very good. Not as good no. as they think they are. And no, yeah. They get credit for being, but um, I know there's some still some, you know, if they're in a bowl game, it's a quality team. Um, so, but yeah, I don't love it as much as you. Um, it wouldn't be one of my picks. I just think it's going to, I don't like the, I, I think it's going to be too cold um, for my liking. It's kind of a dumb reason, but. Uh, just especially if we played against Boston College. Against Louisville, I, I could get excited for that. If we're playing Boston College in, in Boston at the end of December, um, I mean, that's about as away as an away game could get. Probably yeah. be a packed, it'd be a packed house, but it'd be that's, that's more of an away game. Boston College fans. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, more, that's more of an away game than the Hawaii Bowl. For, that's more of an away us. game than if you just played Boston College in the middle of the season. Yeah, yeah. No, it definitely is. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, it's an option. Uh, Military Bowl, Annapolis, Maryland, where we're going to be this weekend, um, December 27th, and that is also against the ACC. Um, how do you feel about that, Jake? 
That's that's one of the more intriguing ones to me. That might be my favorite. Um, I really don't like the ACC, um, and I'd love to beat one of their teams in a bowl game. But that that would be doable for a lot of ECU fans. Uh, I know we travel well, but that would make make a trip not too hard. You know, it's not too far from Annapolis to Greenville compared compared to some of these other ones. Um, and that would give us an opportunity to play a big school as well. So that you know that that's that's one of the ones that's more intriguing to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love that one. You know, I love that one. Um, I would be so happy if we played in the military bowl. Um, it's a good bowl and, um, December 27th, I think that's like a Monday, which isn't ideal, but none of the dates outside of December 17th are really ideal. Um, it's bowl season. So, you know, you can't, yeah, it's a Monday. Um, but anyways, yeah, playing the ACC, I think that one was Louisville, but obviously we're talking about the same opponents, um, Louisville. Boston College, potentially UNC. I haven't seen us paired against UNC, but potentially UNC, um, UVA, you know. That, I, yeah. I, I really like that one a lot. Um, Myrtle Beach Bowl, that one was prob- that, that one's probably gained the most steam from the fan base from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, one, obviously, probably don't have to worry about weather too much. Two, Myrtle Beach, not very far. Would be a lot of ECU fans there. Um, December 20th, um, which is a, what is December 20th? It is a, another Monday. Um, so Monday's not terrible cause you could just do the extended weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how do you feel about the Myrtle beach ball? I know that's a big one we projected. Now that one we'd be going against a, that one's not a specific conference. Um, I think, so you, yeah, but I, you I could think get, every- it would be a group of five, I think. Yeah, every, everything I've seen from that, I mean, it's not specific, but everything I've seen has been uh, American versus Sunbelt schools. Um, I've and seen you know us. They're going to try and put, sorry to interrupt you real quick, just yeah. before I get your answer. And you already know this, but I just want to say this for the listeners. They probably, the one I saw here, and it would probably be Coastal, which is yeah. kind of annoying. I hate when they give bowl games, they make them home games for one of the teams. I, I don't understand why they do that, but it's at Coastal Stadium. Um, and you know, they're probably going to try and put coastal in that one. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen coastal in that one. I've seen, I've seen ECU versus Louisiana, um, in that one. I like that. So, so that's interesting. Um, either way, uh, that, that could be fun. Like you said, a lot of EC fans could get there and, uh, there wouldn't really be too much of a, you know, home field advantage. I think, it'd be a, there, I think, we, um, I think we're going to have more fans there than both of those teams. If that's where we, yeah. Play. Well, the, what I was going to say, coastal, but... coastal has about a hundred fans total. Um, so. <laughs> I think yeah, I think we'd have more. I, I'm not. I'm not even. That was a joke, but I'm not. Not saying this is a joke at all. I think if we played coastal in that game, um, in that stadium, we would have more fans there. Uh, like you I'm said. Ser- so. No, I'm serious. Yeah, I'm no, I, I, I'm, I'm dead serious on that. I, I, we travel well, um, and our fan base is so much. So yeah, much we got bigger. a lot of. We probably got a lot of ECU alumni in that area. So. And we got a, we, we got a lot of fans have been waiting for this for a long time. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot for us. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I, I like that matchup. I don't hate that. I don't hate that. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I'd rather play a bigger profile school. But as far as for the game itself, I don't mind that, and I think it would be good for the fans, for ECU fans. Yeah. Um, last one I got, and then I'll let you add if you have any um, to add to this. But the Birmingham Bowl was another one that I saw. Obviously, it's in Birmingham, Alabama. The weather, green check right there for me. Uh, December 28th, so it's a Tuesday, which kind of sucks. Um, 
but that one's ACC or SEC versus the yeah. American, which I love. Yeah. No, I love that too. It'd be really cool. Uh, the only the only projection I've seen for that one was ECU or, or that we've been in was ECU versus South Carolina, which doesn't make sense because we've already played them. Um, yeah, but I'd love it. Yeah, no, <laughs> we, we I think we would kill them um, at this point in the season. But yeah, that like you said, warm weather. Um, you know, big. We'd be playing a, a big school regardless of who it is. Um, they, they, there's a lot of interesting matchups um, between the SEC and the ACC. I think for ECU. Um, yeah, well, how, how do you feel about that one? Yeah, I saw South Carolina, too, with that one. Um, let me pull up the SEC standings real quick to see if maybe yeah. I can uh, yeah. I can get a couple of more estimates. Um, just... It could oh, be was... any – yeah, it could be any of those uh, teams we talked about with the ACC. We already talked about the matchups. It would be fun. We like those. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I don't – it's it's tough, man. Yeah. Um, Maybe, maybe Mizzou if they pick up a win. The Florida rematch. Yeah, Florida. Uh, the shoot, Florida Florida rematch seven years, seven years ago. Yeah, we're a heck of a lot better than Samford. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I could see those happening. Yeah, um, probably. Yeah, probably Florida, South Carolina, Mizzou. Um, I don't think Tennessee because the hype that they have behind them, they're probably going to get a. They're probably going to get it. Yeah, they'll get it. They'll get a good bowl. Um, um, maybe, so, maybe. Sleeper for that, and I this isn't necessarily something I want because I think it'd be a really tough game. Um, you know, another SEC school that we could potentially see in that is Auburn, and that's just because mm-hmm. of how stacked the SEC West is, and you can't give them all great bowl games, you know. Yeah, uh, that'd be so a tough game. That's yeah, that's that's not that's not necessarily the one I want. <laughs> that's a tough um, but yeah, that's that's something. Also, um, one more bowl that I've seen us tied into is the Boca Raton Bowl. Um, oh yeah, I forgot set, about them because they said our name wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Screw them for that. But uh, it's uh, I think it's December eighteenth. Um, and it's just a group of five schools, so or a group of five conferences. So anyone, yeah, the group well, of that'd five. Be a Saturday, right? Um, is whenever December eighteenth is. So, uh, you said eighteenth. I think it's the eighteenth. Yeah, it's a Saturday. Yeah, so, I that's mean... yeah, that's good. That'd be a good game. And okay, uh, the weather, the weather should be good for that. So. Don't hate that. Don't hate that. My pick, um, I, I got two of them. Um, I got the Military Bowl and the Birmingham Bowl or, or what I want. Now, I, it's impossible to say. I could give you a prediction for what I think, but I'm just going to be stupid because I have no freaking idea. Uh, yeah. But what I want is I want the Military and the Birmingham Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, the, those that honestly probably my two. Selfishly, I know, I, I know for sure I could go to the Fenway Bowl. Uh, so I'd want that, but that could be tough for the players, uh, especially if they had to play Boston College there. So uh, I, I, the more that I think about it, I think the Birmingham Bowl is is really intriguing because uh, there's just a ton of different matchups that I think uh, could be really interesting for us there. So if I had to pick one, um, it'd probably be the Birmingham Bowl, but I'm not going to turn my nose up to, to any of these, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah. and if we're if we're not going to get a power power opponent, then the the Myrtle Beach Bowl is looking more and more interesting to me um being close to home being before christmas uh I, i'd rather play after christmas but you know it isn't the end of the world if we play before and uh especially if we played louisiana and that i think that'd be a fun game yeah that's true yeah yeah um so there that's what we got for bowl games fun little segment there we haven't uh been able to well 
we've only been doing the podcast this year, but if we did it past years, we wouldn't even be able to seriously have that conversation. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, that's, that's our picks. Jake, I'll let you lead us into the next segment, man. Yeah. So, so we got bowl games out of the way. We got the Memphis, uh, game out of the way. Next thing we got is the Navy preview. Um, Navy, they've been playing the same style for a while. They're kind of hard-nosed, old-school football, triple option, really tough defense. Um, not really necessarily one player that sticks out. I mean, there, there's a couple, and we'll mention them in a little bit, but it's more of kind of a group group team effort. Uh, Josh, you been able to watch any Navy this year? I've watched highlights leading up to this. I actually haven't caught a game. Yeah. Um, but I will say this, that Navy, and you can go look look at the scores of their games, they're two and seven, but they're a team. They're they're a team that you don't want to play. Uh, yeah, they're they yeah, they're off, better. Than, they're better than two and seven. Yeah, they started off rough. Got blew out by, uh, blown out by Marshall, blown out by Air Force. But um, since conference play started, Coach Ken, who was a legend, he's yeah. really he's really had them playing in tight ball games. They've lost a lot, um, just not really able to score a whole lot, um, but. That with that with that style of play, um, you know they they also upset UCF and Tulsa. So I mean, it's yeah. it's a game that to ECU fans is one that we have not looked forward to. Um, but it's also a game that I think um, is going to be really. Uh, I think that you're going to start to see in, in matchups this year and going forward. And you saw it a little last year. I think you're going to see. Um, an ECU team that looks a lot more prepared for that style of play. Yeah, no, yeah, I agree. I think, I think we got a lot of talent on the defensive side. I think that we are kind of pissed off, um, you know, from from losing to Navy in the past. I think we're one and seven all time against Navy, um, and and I, yeah, it's 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 bad. Uh, and I, I I think that this isn't a game that anyone's taking lightly, and they want to show everyone that. We're a good team, and we are a good team. Um, yeah. So, yeah. For sure. So, uh, so the players I have to watch uh, for Navy, um, like, I, like I said earlier, it's, it's, it's mostly a group effort for Navy, uh, but there's a couple. Um, on the offensive side, their quarterback, Ty Labate, um, he's got a hard name to pronounce, but he's pretty good. Um, you know, he doesn't throw the ball that much. Uh, obviously, that's not their style of play, but he's um, – He's leading the team in t- uh, rushing touchdowns. He's got five. Um, you know, you, you've been able to see him work at all this year. Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen him some, and yeah, yeah. I mean, you look, and, you you got from him what you look. He's he's not as good as some of the past Navy quarterbacks that we've played against, which is good for us. Um, which is probably why their record is the way it is. But he is still someone that is not going to make a lot of mistakes. Um, he he is a good. Uh, no pun intended, but he's a good um, general for the offense. And he, um, yeah, I mean, like you said, he, he's the guy that's punching it in the end zone. Um, you know, he's the guy um, that gets his team really going. Um, gosh, it, it is hard to break. The, it's hard to break down this team from a player perspective, man. Because, yeah, because it's such a group effort. You know? Yeah. And I mean that's that's what you that's what you expect from them. That's I mean, what that, they, they have about twenty guys who have carries on the year. Yeah, I mean you just you you, you just got to really really go into into a game against Navy with the right mindset. But um, we'll we'll get into that even more, I'm sure. But yeah, I think I think he's he's uh, he, he's very very uh, deserving 
of the um, lead position in this offense. And I, and I do think that he is, he's dangerous with the ball in his hand, um, especially when they get close to the end zone in the red zone. And I, I think that, uh, I think that he's definitely somebody that he's uh, ECU and Blake Harrell is going to be, um, well, Blake Harrell has already, I'm sure watched a ton of film on this kid, not even just this past week, but probably all year. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, um, you know, their offense isn't something to be taken lightly just because it's so they're so disciplined and it's such a different style. You really have to really have to take them seriously when you're preparing. But shifting over to defense, this is more of Navy's bread and butter. Um, their linebackers really stick out to me, especially especially Diego Fago. Um, he's got 78 tackles on the year. He's, he's he, yeah, he's he's so good. I was watching his highlights the other day, um, kind of just getting ready for the game. Um, he's, I mean, he's good, but I mean, it's not just him, Johnny Hodges, John Marshall, they, uh, you know, each have, or Johnny Hodges has 50 tackles. John Marshall has 40. Um, they're, I think the, their back their linebacking group is their best um, on defense, but I think they're good everywhere. They got good corners. They got, I mean, it's just, it's a really tough defense, especially the style they play. Um, but yeah, how do you, how do you think we match up with their defense? Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think that I think that Navy's defense, um, they're an, they're an incredibly disciplined team. They're always going to be that because of what they are. Yeah, um, I think that they have um, gotten exploited in some in some matchups this season. Um, I'm pulling up the the Navy game right here, or the Navy game. Yeah, it was a Navy game, but I'm pulling up the Memphis <laughs> game right here where they Memphis kind of handled them pretty well. Yeah, um, from start to finish in that one, um, you've seen them play against like Notre Dame, and they actually played really well to start, and then Notre Dame um, started Definitely. to really give it to them in the second half. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, I think that there's definitely going to be a lot of opportunity for us. I just think that we're going to have to play a clean game. I, I think that the opportunities are going to be there um, for us on the ground um, as well as through the air. Um, Memphis was able to have a lot of success against them on the ground. They ran for 215 yards, scored a couple touchdowns. Um, despite really only they, they only run ran the ball eight times, which Memphis is such a weird offense. But um, I yeah. think the opportunity is going to be there through the ground, um, which is good for ECU. I mean, that's what we want to do. Um, so I like our matchup there. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you just got to play clean. I think I don't think that we're going to be I think that we probably overpower them as far as um, with our athletic ability on offense versus their defense. Yeah. Um, I think Holton is just going to have to continue to play smart football and make good decisions. And, um, you know, against Navy, you really, really have to, you really have to stretch your drives out. We're going to have to try and do what we did against Memphis and have long drives, not, not, you know, three and outs, really try to keep John Young off the field. And um, you know, stretch out our sequences, give our defense a breather because it is not fun to play against a triple option offense on defense. And, no, um, I think that I think the opportunity is there, honestly, in all phases. I really do. Yeah, um, I don't think that they're going to have answers for all of our options in the receiving game, and I think that Rajay and um, Keaton are going to be able to get theirs. It's just a matter of if we can win the turnover battle, um, or at least keep it close. And, yeah, because um, Navy doesn't really turn the ball over because they run so much, but. Um, and, and just try and stay on the field, turn drives into points. And I think once you can do that, once you can get ahead of a team like Navy, of a team that's running the triple option, 
um, then you can really, really force their hand because, I mean, if they get down early, that's not a style of play that is built to come back. And I think you've um, seen the teams that have beaten them handily from start to finish have been able to do that to get ahead early. Uh, Memphis was up 28-10 to 10, um, to start the game, and, and, you know, Navy only scored seven points in the second half. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think that's the key. It, it's just a matter of how we start, which is a, which is a bit scary because we have started a little slow at some points in the season. Um, if that's the case, then we're really going to need our defense to play well in that first half. But I, I do like the matchup. I honestly do. I know I know it sounds crazy being an ECU fan saying you like a matchup against Navy, but I think right now I really, really like it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's how I feel about uh, about matching up with their defense. Yeah, no, I, I I completely agree. Um, I've just I've been looking back and forth this week, and I um, you you said it earlier. I think we just have too much talent on the offensive end, and that's not me trying to be cocky, but I, I really I think we have a ton of talent on offense, and I think uh maybe has you know they they run a good defense, but I think that we're gonna be able to overpower them a bit, um, you know, with our offense. We run the ball well. Uh, we've been moving the ball well through the air. I just think, you know, we got a really good and, – and Holden's been running, um, you know. So, we got a really diversified attack. Um, if we keep at it like we like we should and we can, uh, I don't think we'll have too many problems. It's always a tough game, especially going, um, you know, to play Navy on the road. But, uh, like you said, I think we match up really well. Um, and this isn't a game that I want to get myself psyched out of because um, I feel like it's easy to do that when you're playing a team like Navy. Um, yeah, look, look, man, Navy, Navy has um... – they have they have forced forced teams to dig deep. Um, they took they they lost by a, a touchdown to Cincy. Um, like we said last week, they started really well against Notre Dame before the game got out of hand. Um, they lost by a score to SMU. Lost by a score to Houston. So this isn't a team that's been getting blown out yeah. all year. Um, I think it, they also have it going for them. But they had a bye last week. We had a really emotional week. Um. I, but I, I will say this. I think that's going to get overplayed a little bit. Um, the fact that they, that we're not the bye week. Bye week's always a good thing um, for a team to have before a game. Always gives you an edge. But I think that it is overplayed that we're going to, uh, that this could, you know, potentially be um, a game where we come out and get punched in the mouth because I do believe in Mike Houston. I do believe in his, he knows the triple option. So did Blake Harrell as good as anyone. And I, I think that they're going to, um, have these guys ready from the guys that we've been following. Uh, certainly on Twitter, they seem like they immediately turned their focus, uh, not dwelling on last week. Um, and I think that Houston's going to have them ready. I, I don't think I don't see it as a game where we're going to come out and just be riding high off of last week and not be prepared. I just don't see this coaching staff letting that happen. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And I wanted to ask you about this because um, you know, you know a lot about you know, different schemes, both offensively and defensively. What do you think that we need to do, um, you know, to defend the triple option well? Um, yeah. Look, when you play the triple option, um, you have to devote a lot of guys to your front. Yeah. Um, you got to play – you play pretty simple in the um, secondary, which I don't think is a bad thing for us uh, because we have – such talented defensive backs. So I think that is good for us where it hasn't been in the past. Um, but uh, we're going to need a big day from our linebackers and from our safeties. Um, you know, that the hybrid guys like Wilk, um, yeah. we're going to need, we're going to need them to j- look, you just got it. You got to really, really, really stick to your assignments. You got to, 
you, you can't let a team like Navy come out and uh, just out tough you because that's what they want to do. You 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 know what you're going against when you go against Navy. You know what you know. There's a lot of wrinkles, obviously, but you know what you're going against. You know what they want to do, and it's just a matter of look. Yeah, you know we maybe you know we're not going to come out and score 50 points in the first half. You know, Navy isn't thinking that way, but they're thinking that they're going to wear you down. Um, and if their defense can can play well and they can keep your offense off the field and have these long drives, then eventually you're going to quit. So I really, really think that that's going to be huge um, is for our, our front and our linebackers to just stick with it, um, rely, you know, rely a lot on their ability, but also on what they've been coached, coached on throughout the week. Um, and just stick to your assignments because that's the big thing. And if you can, if you can force Navy um, to have short drives early and get your offense out on the field, then you know you've won half the battle against this team. So I think that's going to be huge. It's just really, really sticking to your assignments and understanding that you're in the defense. You know, as a defense going up against this team, you are in um, for a, a rough day. You know, yeah. even if you do well, you're in for a rough day because they're gonna. Um, they're going to throw a lot of different uh, blockers at you. You're going to get hit. It's going to be played at the line of scrimmage, um, you know, and, and you've just got to be willing to play that style of game. you got to be mentally prepared for it. Yeah. Yeah, no, De- Navy definitely always makes every every game a dogfight. And like you said, it's it's uh, as much mental or even more mental than it is physical against a team like Navy. Uh, so we got to be ready, but I think I think we will be. And, I, you know, from, from what you said, I, I think you think the same. So um, you got a prediction for this one? Yeah, I do, actually. I am going to go with um, – I think we're going to play well. I really do. It's on the road. They had a bye week. But I think we're going to come out ready. Um, and I think we're going to play well. And if we do that, then we should be able to get out with a fairly comfortable win. Um, yeah. I'm going to say – I'm going to say I, I think that we're going to put up I think we're going to – I'll say I I go with kind of standard scores, um, but I'm going to mix it up a bit. I'm going to say 33 for ECU, 33 uh, to 21. 33-21 ECU, that's what I'm going with. Yeah, that's uh, that's actually really really similar uh, to what I have. I got a 31-17 ECU. Um, I've been back and forth. I wanted to move the game a little closer, um, you know, because I know Navy's tough, but that's just, you know, that's just what I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, I've been changing my prediction all week, but I didn't, I let myself uh, go back to my original prediction because I'm confident. I mean, I'm confident. It's it's definitely a game that Navy uh, can play well. And like, I wouldn't, I mean, I would be, you know, we should win this game. I could definitely see Navy winning, but um, you know, I'm confident in our ability. I'm confident and the way we've been playing. So, yeah, 31-17 is what I got, um, pretty similar similar to what you have. Yeah, and we didn't talk about that beforehand, by the way. No, yeah, of, yeah. We, 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 never, ever, actually, we never talk about we our never predictions talk about before. predictions, and they're always close. That's how it works. <laughs> but, hey, lately we've been, we've been doing it. We've been, we've been doing well. good. We both predicted a close win um, over Memphis, and we're pretty close on the scores there, too. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just yeah, I feel good about the matchup, but it's it's gonna be look, it you know, it, it can go south against Navy as we've seen, so they've just gotta be ready. But I think I, I have faith in uh in this coaching staff to have this team ready. Um let's move on to real quick. Um, you know, I know it's a long one, we won't spend too much time, especially since it's really early in the year. 
Uh, but let's just talk about the basketball team real quick. 3-0 start, uh, wins over South Carolina State. Canisius, never heard of that school before. Yeah, I still uh, don't know how to pronounce it. No, no disrespect intended, but yeah, I've been trying just, to figure it out. I can't. Yeah, and then uh, Western Carolina. Uh, three wins, 3-0 three start. Um, who have been some of the key players so far, Jake, for this team? Um, obviously Tristan Newton, uh, he came in this year. He was, he was in great shape. Uh, he, he was, he came in a little out of shape last year. COVID, you know, COVID was a little tough, but he, he was in great shape. He came in to be more of a leader this year, um, from what I was reading preseason and he's showing it. I mean, he had 30 points last game, uh, he's shooting 54% from the field, 44% from three. Um, he's been playing really well. Obviously I, I, I love Brandon Suggs. I think he's really good, you know, on both ends of the floor. Um, Brandon Johnson, um, I don't know how much I, – I think you've had a chance to watch a lot of the basketball. He's he's someone who's come on. He's a JUCO guy, I think, from Brunswick Community College. Um, he's He's been really good. He's leading our team in rebounds. And then, um, you know, Tremont's been playing well. Vance Jackson, the transfer uh, from Arkansas, he's, he's been playing well. He's His field goal percentage is a little low, um, but I, I, I've been watching him play, and I think that'll even itself out. I think he's had a lot of shots that went in and out. So – yeah. yeah, yeah, I think Vance Jackson's a stud. I really yeah. like him a lot. I like that kid. Um, I'm with you. Tristan Newton, obviously, been MVP on the season, especially that last game against Western Carolina. Um, yeah. He's averaging 25-5. and five. My favorite guy on the team is Brandon Suggs. It has been since he came. I just love his his game, his length, his consistency. Yeah, he's, he's uh, fun to watch. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'm i echoing the same sentiments that you said. Um, where, where, where we've been good and bad, um, I think we've been – Look, we've been good offensively, I think. Uh, yeah. We have uh, – obviously, the offensive explosion in the last game against Western Carolina was awesome. It was like 60 points in the first half. Um, yeah. It was a crazy amount. Just the three – the three ball has been a lot better this year, um, which is tough in college basketball to do. Um, and I would like to see us be better on the defensive end. I think we gave – up a lot of easy scores in both the Canisius and Western Carolina game in the second half. Uh, a little voice crack there for you. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, um, yeah, the South Carolina or South Carolina State game was ugly. Um, but first game of the season, you get a pass from me. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's where I, I think the offense has been good, and I think the defense. I would like to see a sure up on that end. Yeah, I think uh, you know, kind of the same thoughts. Uh, we, I've, I've liked the way we spaced the floor a lot better this year. Um, you know, we've, we've been shooting the three a lot better. We've been getting some good open looks. Uh, we've been a little sloppy at times. I, uh, and I think that'll fix itself. Um, you know, kind of the beginning of the first few games in the college basketball season, you kind of just got to, you know, kind of survive. Um, and it, it's good that we're three. You know, the teams we've played have been bad. Um, but, you know, you can't put too much thought into that. I will say, we yeah, we've played a little sloppy at times. But I, I, I like the style of basketball we're playing. And we're still playing without – the guy who's probably our best player um, in Winston Tabs, the Boston yeah. College shooting guard transfer, is lighting up the ACC, which is a ridiculous basketball conference. And he's been hurt all year. So I think when he gets inserted, we'll really be able to get a good feel um, for how good we are. And and we'll really uh, get a good feel tomorrow, I guess, to see yeah. how good we are. Because we're, we're playing a really good Oklahoma team. But I'll let, I'll let you talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I don't – yeah. Uh, I, I – I definitely think that um, the level of competition, uh, no matter how disputed, <laughs> is going to go up tomorrow. We're playing on ESPN2, yeah. uh, Myrtle Beach Invitational. Look, it's fun, man. It's fun to get these games. 
um, before conference play starts, and it's going to be good for us too. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that we'll probably struggle, but I think if you if you get a competitive performance out of ECU against that really good Oklahoma Sooners team, um, then there's a lot of positives you can take from that. And who knows? I'm not saying we can't win. I think there's yeah. been a lot of good that can happen. This team can score. So you get a hot shooting performance like you did the first half of that last game, and anything can happen. So I think yeah. it'll be really fun. Um, I've, I've watched every game from start to finish. There'll be no different tomorrow. Um, excited for it. And, um, yeah, you know, it could be tough, but I think it's going to be important for this team. Yeah. Yeah, no, I um, can Yeah, right. yeah, but um, unless you got it, you got anything to add to that? To Oklahoma? No, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just be saying what you already said. We kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's just too early to put too much thought into how we've been playing, but I'm glad. I, I think we've been playing pretty well, and I'm glad that we're 3-0, and tomorrow's going to be a huge test. I, uh, Ken Palm has Oklahoma the, as the 45th-ranked team. Um, in the country, he had us, or they had us, uh, I think like mid one fit or like mid one hundreds right now. Um, but they really don't know. <laughs> yeah. They don't, they don't know yet. Um, we'll figure it out. But yeah. yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that'll do it. That'll wrap it up. Um, sorry, we're getting it out a little bit, uh, late recording this on Wednesday, but, um, a loaded, loaded podcast today. And it's always fun to do that. We're having a great time recording these. Yeah. Um, super excited for the Navy game this weekend. Um, really can't wait for that one. Me and Jake are going to be watching that together, so you'll probably get tweets from both of us throughout the game. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think that this was a this was a great great episode, and um, always a pleasure to record it. And uh, last but not least, go Pirates, baby! Yes, sir. Roll Pirates! Excited for the game. Hope you all enjoy it as well. Um, tuning out. <laughs>